This podcast is brought to you by MSW Nutrition. MSW Nutrition is a supplement line designed to help support your body in as many ways as possible, starting with the liver. By helping to repair liver health, you're supporting your body's biggest detox organ so that it can do its job taking care of the rest of you. We carry supplements to help with mood, stress, energy, weight loss, gut health, immunity, and much more. Any product carrying the MSW Nutrition label will be produced in an FDA-certified lab and contain the most bioavailable version of those nutrients possible. Make sure to check out our website at www.mswnutrition.com to see all the latest stacks to help you reach your health goals. All right, guys, welcome to the How Do You Health podcast. It's Wednesday, and we are here with Faith Abbott. We're going to be talking about, she does a lot of health coaching for people because she had her own health journey, which I can't wait to get into. And, uh, but uh, I don't know, we connected pretty recently uh, through, through Maddie Miles. Um, we did a podcast with her, and, and it was fantastic. And we're blessed because we got CJ in here as well. And, uh, and then Nurse does it. So we're going to be talking a lot of health. I know gut health and a bunch of different aspects. But um, why don't you, Faith, start by doing a quick little intro and tell us about how, like you, you told me earlier, like you went through a sickness and then you had to discover a bunch of this, these paths on your own, which is how you started coaching. So tell us about that. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Yep. Awesome. Um, yeah. So I myself have something called Graves disease, which is an autoimmune condition that affects the thyroid. So basically, um, the autoimmune disease triggers hyperthyroid. People are usually more familiar with Hashimoto's, which is essentially the opposite. It triggers hypothyroid. So um, I was diagnosed with Graves disease in 2012, relapsed in 2018. That's when I had to leave my job. And um, I started seeing doctors and doctors kept telling me that I was fine. My lab work was normal. My thyroid was in range. Um, I did so many different tests. I probably saw like 15 different specialists, ended up having to fly out to see specialists only to be told everything was normal. Um, When I left my job, I didn't qualify for short-term disability because I did not have any diagnosis from the doctors, Um, but I was still bedridden and I knew something was wrong. So I started sharing on Instagram, and it turns out a lot of people are in the same boat. And um, it grew in that year to about 10,000 people who just were following along the journey, wondering what was I going to do to get my health back. And that's when I found um, root cause medicine, functional medicine, integrative, holistic, where you you might have heard some of those buzzwords, and um, started using that, and I got my life back. And I didn't want to return to work because, you know, I was working at a big tech company doing marketing and um, I wanted to help the people who were in my DMs asking me questions. So I started a business and that's how I got to where I am today. And um, it's all been just like a wild ride. It's happened super, super quickly. And it's it's just so incredibly fun and fulfilling. That's fantastic. So you handle chronic illnesses. We were talking Mm -hmm. about that before. So. What what do chronic illnesses look like? I mean, is it autoimmune disorders? Like, what do you see? Yeah, all over the board, but autoimmune is very common. Um, I'm working with people who have any type of chronic symptom that can essentially be reversed with lifestyle changes. So if it's something that you weren't necessarily diagnosed with at birth, obviously, but, you know, at some point in your life, typically you see that in your early 20s, um, you have some sort of flare. Um, sometimes they have a diagnosis and sometimes the diagnosis is a guess. Um, sometimes people are really invalidated and told that nothing's wrong with them. And, you know, they just kind of 
self-medicate their way through life, feeling guilty, like they, you know, aren't doing well enough. They're seeing everyone else live their life and they're not fulfilled. So they come to me in either of those scenarios. And the symptoms are typically the same thing that you see with any chronic illness, right? Like fatigue, you have gut issues, the bloating, food sensitivities. Um, It shows up in your skin. And then we have issues, obviously, with our nervous system. Um, And they just have some some sort of arbitrary label from some specialist, you know, and we work through that. Sounds like me, like five years ago yeah yeah <laughs> I, yeah. Went, I got a whole colonoscopy and everything and they were like oh you're good mm-hmm. here's a probiotic and then I still was sick and was losing weight and couldn't figure it out so it's nice to know that there's people out there now that are actually diving deep into helping people like that yeah, yeah you, you're told that it's all in your head and you start to believe it and and that in itself is its own trauma on the body and you start to construct this belief system that it is in your head and that's your reality. And so it's deconstructing that and also diving into the physical side as well as the emotional trauma that people are undergoing being told that it's in their head or that this multivitamin or, you know, probiotic, which in both are great in isolation, but it's not going to solve your problem. It's not the root cause, you know, of what's going on. So that's great for optimizing your health. But first we have to figure out what's causing it. What's what's the trigger? So whenever you, you deal with a chronic illness client, how are you referring to what's going on with them? Are you labeling it as a, as a medical diagnosis, like referring to like, oh, you have diabetes? Or is it more of like, are you saying you have dysfunction of this? Like, how, how do you reference it? Because a lot of times I hate to almost like label someone with a condition because then it stays with them, mm. right? They think they're sick all the time. I don't want them to think they're sick, right? I don't mm. think that's the case. So how do you refer to it usually? So they come to me with whatever – has they've been diagnosed with right a lot of people have been like what you said it could be like diabetes or like Hashimoto's Graves is what I say um I don't give them a new diagnosis I help them find ways to navigate understanding what pulled the trigger for those symptoms so that's how we look at it so I'm not the one giving the medical advice but I'm helping them navigate the system and sort of saying hey this is how we're going to find the right practitioners. This is how we're going to know if the protocol is working. Um, and the only way I look at it is some trigger pulled, you know, some trigger was pulled to flare up these symptoms, whether it's because a lot of times people, for example, they'll have like a thyroid issue. They don't actually even know if it's Hashimoto's. No one's ever actually tested their yeah. antibodies. It's yeah. wild. Yeah. So it's, it's like, ugh, I don't even use it anymore, you know? Cause it's like, well, it's funny you say that. So I don't order TSH as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. I used to order like thyroid, T3, T4, like free in total, and then TSH, and then the TPO I'd order that as well. I actually stopped ordering all that stuff and would just kind of focus on TPO just because you're right. Like most people have no idea they have Hashimoto's. Like I actually I find Hashimoto's amongst a lot of endurance athletes, mm. especially men, mm. which is really interesting because – it goes underdiagnosed, and then what happens is I don't know how you feel about this, but I think that thyroid is more of a dysfunction of something else going on in the body. Totally. Like, it's like some other imbalance going on, right? Totally, and it triggers it triggers that thyroid imbalance, and then it's like, oh, well, this is it. I'm like, there's so much more to the picture. Like, what major thyroid flare? Like, what's causing the imbalance? You know, it's not just like I need some Synthroid and to move on with my day. Yeah. It's like, why do you need it? Why is it hypo? Well, it's almost like when I was first going into functional the functional healthcare world, everyone wants to label it as like you have a deficiency of something. Like iodine was the biggest thing, right? Uh, Dr. Brownstein, if you never read his book or the Stop the Thyroid Madness, he basically would talk about 
iodine was good or bad for you depending on what your individual needs were. So Hashimoto's, it could be, you know, like a flare-up. But then people are like, is it selenium? Is it biotin? I really don't know at this point, right? Because I think we're kind of missing the boat with, with, with the thyroid. I, I think whenever we give someone Synthroid, which is uh, T4, mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's the wrong medication to start off with someone. I think it's mm-hmm. going to send them down a, sp- a downward spiral of basically masking the metabolic dysfunction in their body. And I know you see Synthroid all the time with yeah. people, and I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't want people on it. It's, it's like GMO thyroid hormones. That's yeah. essentially what you're giving someone. Exactly. That's, I, I don't like Synthroid either. Some people, what I find is they're they're up against it when they're trying to get something like armor or just an alternative in general. Um, and that's a battle that people come to me with. They're like, I would love to get on something else, but my doctor won't prescribe it. Um, but I, I never did well on Synthroid. So I totally get where you're coming from. <laughs> well, most of the hormones that I've kind of encountered, it's funny because you probably see hormones all the time since, you know, thyroid, we keep focusing on thyroid, mm-hmm. Graves. Um I prescribe less hormone replacement therapy rather than like, I guess nowadays than I used to. Cause I used to think it was like just replacement, replacement, replacement. Now I think it's a balance. Mm-hmm. So like if somebody has a thyroid issue, one of the most common things I found is that they usually have adrenal issues uh, along with it as well. I don't yeah. know if that's something that you see yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what, what tests do you normally look at when it comes to adrenal health? So I myself, Basically, this is the way that it is. I don't – I'm very careful with this line um, in terms of, like, medical advice, right? Sure. So I'm not, like, qualified to – I will look at someone's labs, but, like, more so I'm – they'll have a ton of labs from the traditional doctor that they've worked with, and we're delving into the functional medicine kits. Yeah. That's where, like, they haven't been tested before. So I just kind of help them finding the right doctor, getting those kits, and then – the doctor's interpreting it and we take that information and implement the protocol. So to say that like, I'm like looking at their interpreting their, like any type of adrenal test is just like not really accurate because I don't do that. If that makes sense. Yeah. But what I see is like, nobody wants to get those tests done because they're out of pocket. And that's a big problem that I focus on. Right. Cause my whole thing is like, we hack the system, right. We're right. trying to hack the system and find ways to make this affordable and accessible to people. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, I'm not going to be the one to sit there and interpret it. Um, I have, like, I can sit here and have this conversation with you, but I'm careful with clients just from, like, sure. a legal perspective. But- no, I get that. I get that, but it's it, it comes to a point when you're probably talking to the client, and I think it comes down to probably the practitioner you work with because you yes. have to work with a practitioner who knows what they're doing. I mean, I, I've gone and told people literally, like, I need you to – Tell your doctor to order this because, you know, it might be like insurance purposes, right? Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, somebody might say, all right, well, I really don't know, you know, if my doctor knows what they're doing. And so if if they have to like, you know, order these tests for them, some of the doctors will order it, but they won't even actually know what they're kind of looking at. And so what I find with women especially is that women are the ones who get screwed up the most on hormone issues because, I mean, I hate to say I'm a guy talking about hormones with women. Like, and we're talking infertility and, and issues with like their cycle. And for some reason, you know, PCOS is a big thing, right? And so most women, like if you think about this, women in the prime years of their life, like say they're teenagers, were told at the doctor's office to suppress their sex hormones at the time when they need them the most. And no one batted an eye. I mean, like, yo, you got a problem, put you on birth control and you'll just be on that until you want to have kids. And once you get off birth control... You're good to go. It doesn't happen that way, right? 
it, hardly ever. It, right? it doesn't. And what's really interesting is that my main point of contact, my main doctor, she specializes in functional medicine in relation to conception. So like I started my conception journey, I started preparing for it a year in advance. Right. But I did very like non-traditional things like all my friends and people I work with who are really deep into IVF. They're not touching the sides of what we worked on. Yeah. And I love to like, t I talk about that. I get a lot of people coming to me saying like, oh my God, I've never, you know, I've paid X amount of money for IVF and we never talked about any of these things and it doesn't even slightly surprise me, but, um, it's a really, really good point. And, um, I was on the pill, you know, forever. And, um, I worked with her and it, it took a lot of, t a long time and it took a lot of work. It is not something your doctor is going to talk to you about, period. What, how it's going to screw you up? How it's going to screw you up, what it actually does to you, and what happens afterwards. Like, what now kind of a situation. Yeah. Like, it's not just you stop, you know, today and tomorrow you're going to get pregnant. It can be, but it's not a guaranteed, is it? No, it's not. And let's talk about the repercussions of any pharmaceutical. But if we're focusing on the pill, we've got a, a lot going on, you know. <laughs> and so that's just not something that you get when you go to the doctor. People who come to me have all these symptoms. That's in their history. No one's ever said, ooh, by the way, you took this medication for 15 years. Yeah. Right? They maybe check their vitamin D because you might have a vitamin D deficiency symptom. But no one's really looking at how seriously depleted you are from taking the pill, for example. I know, you know, we, you oh, know I told you, but yeah. like, yeah. yeah, so you're right. I mean, it's not something your doctors talk to you about. Well, I've seen it. Well, cause hormones are the way your body communicates. Right. Mm -hmm. And so people get, or especially females get, um, put on birth control, suppressing that mm -hmm. communication for, you know, 15, 20 years. And then it's like your body almost saying, Oh, so now you want to talk to me? Like now you want me to talk to you? Like, I don't even know how you speak. I don't know your language. Because you've been suppressing me all the time. Is, is imagine doing that to a friend. Like, I just don't want to talk to you. Like, don't talk to me about that. And then, like, 20 years later, you're like, all right, I'm ready to talk to you. Well, it's because they're signals. Hormones are yeah. signals, right? So whenever you have a signal that tells your body to do something and you don't listen to it, it's like pain, right? Like, pain comes up. And you're like, man, my toe hurts. I wonder what's going on. I should probably get that checked out. And then you forget about it. It's like, my toe keeps hurting. Now my ankle's hurting, Right. Imagine if the hormone signals that were causing dysfunction were like Graves. Uh, one of the big things with Graves' textbook is that your eyes pop out. Like they get really big and they look like they're about to jump out of your eye sockets. <laughs> that's extreme though, right? Like, and I don't know if you had that at all, but like that's, that's not always the case. So the thing with thyroid, like I keep going back to it, clinically we are teaching the future practitioners of the world wrong information from the very beginning because here's why. Hypo and hyperthyroidism is as followed. Over and underactive, hyper, over, under, hypo. If a woman has hypo, underactive thyroid, they typically in the clinical textbook are overweight, they're sluggish as far as their metabolism, and they're cold all the time, all right? Hyper is opposite. They're skinny, they have a hyperactive heart rate, and they're hot all the time. I can tell you right now, I never saw that in practice from day one. It was always opposite. Like someone just like you comes in and you have an underactive thyroid. And I'm like, why in the world this doesn't look like it's supposed to? It's not what they taught me. It's not what they taught me. So here's what they teach you as far as birth control, that it's safe to take. Whenever you're taking birth control, you're taking minor doses of estrogen and progesterone. Right? You're basically taking microdoses to suppress your own production with the idea that your body's going to say, oh, you're getting it from another source. You're not going to need to produce that anymore, hence why you don't produce sexual hormones to, get, to, to reproduce. To feel like a woman. To feel like a woman. But here's the other thing is, so this estrogen that they're giving them as birth control is synthetic, which means it comes from 
another source not from yours, which means it either comes from a peachy dish or it most likely comes from a pig or a horse. I mean, a, a, a cow. So whenever you take estrogen as birth control, it's basically synthetic GMO estrogen. All right. And if you're taking GMO synthetic estrogen, that's inflammatory. And I think that's the same type of cancer, and I'll say it, has that's been linked to things like breast cancer and things like ovarian cancer. And if you think about it, could you say that there's a link between long-term birth control and all these chronic illnesses in women as they get older? I think so. Totally. 100%. I mean, these, the, the very notion that these chronic illnesses are reversible means that they're triggered by something right like this is why we live in a toxic world it's not supposed to be this way but it is this way because we live in a toxic world and people aren't aware that what they put in and on their bodies is going to trigger some sort of chronic symptom that will persist until we figure out what it is that's triggering it right that's at a very basic level so 100 percent, i completely agree with what you're saying but that is not a popular opinion if you're going to go google functional medicine on wikipedia says a pseudoscience right so oh it does i do i use duck duck go (laughs) so i i I don't know where i heard that someone was like this is a dangerous notion google functional medicine wikipedia pseudoscience says same thing for a naturopath anything like that And it's super dangerous. And you see in the, I was talking with my friend Carly, who's healing her cancer naturally. She flies to Mexico. You've heard, yep. And I was talking to her, you know, like in the media, you see, you know, people being made fun of, like me, having these conversations of like this wacky person who like puts their oils out and like says that it has an impact on how they feel or whatever, you know, like, and so like this whole idea that like any, any disease or any symptom like that could have been caused by long-term birth control use or just by like the cleaning products you use is just not accepted. And I come up against it all the time with my clients, like even people who are in this situation, like you are experiencing it right now and they don't want to believe it. So I completely agree with you. Which is interesting, right? Because like they came to you after all the things and just like, wait, you're still like ultra questioning me on a basic little thing that come on like it just makes sense chemicals do not do well in our bodies and one of the things i've noticed because i'm i'm on the spectrum where i went the normal doctor path and none of them helped at all and then i started doing micronutrient testing and looking at my own blood work and started solving my own problems and started really thinking logically about things and this is where when people if they buy an audi they go and they put premium gas in it now, if I put shitty gas in that Audi, it's not going to work properly. It'll still work, but it won't work efficiently. And I think that's where people, I don't know why in the health space, we don't think logically. Like if you put something in your body, every everything that you put in is going to cause some type of reaction or response. And the belief that all the responses are going to be good just because it's a, a doctor or this one system that we created around cough, cough, money. Like they just ultimately believe it. And that's the confusing thing for me was always how come we can think logically in this one area of our life for everything else. Or even with pets. Yeah. People care more about they put in their pets (laughs) food, whether it has heavy metals in it or not, rather than their own food. Another thing is just like for me, I wasn't looking at water. Like that was a huge thing for me. So I think when I when I think back, no one is questioning like the food distribution and the water system, but they'll raise hell if a gas attendant throws the wrong gas in their car. Yeah. And that's really what infuriates <laughs> me. It's yeah. wild. It's absolutely wild because when you look at it, I mean, it's very simple, like you said. It's like 
you're putting it in and on your body. What your, your body, every part of your body needs nutrition to function, needs nutrients to function. So that's when we come to a food perspective. Like, let's break down what you're eating. Are you getting anything? And beyond that, what are you absorbing? Yep. I mean, that's a whole oh. other problem, you know? Um, or like you said, you know, the, the chemicals you use in your home, um, or what's hiding in your water, even the water you shower in, or the water you bathe your children in. Like, there's so many things that people are doing and they're just not aware. But it's because it's not portrayed in the media. And if you go hmm. up against it, yours seem, to, yours seem to be crazy, right? I have people in my family, a lot of physicians in my family, and I am like this person who thinks that it matters to talk about, you know, the cleaning products. Like, I did a whole non-toxic nursery campaign when I – had my baby and I shared, hey, like this is a resource you can use um, for free. Everything, the ingredients and everything we use, it's all non-toxic. This is why it matters. To, to my family, you know, that could be wild. Like why does it even matter? Like this is not important. To me, it's the most important, you know. But yeah, you, you, you become that person when you it's, talk like that. It's, <laughs> it's so interesting because what's wild to me is how many people are sick. Yeah. yeah. Like that's the wild part. Like mm -hmm. how many people actually need drugs to function every day? That is wild. Trying to solve it through if you like oils, if you like wh however you do it naturally, that how why would you deem that as wild when yeah. there's more sick people? I, well, I just cuz it's not sexy, it. right? Cuz even like there's even movies about like how some company polluted the water and like the the lawyer thing and like taking them to court and like the battle that that is but it's like what about the story about the person that said well i don't care about all that because i'm just going to go ahead and do my own thing and figure it out on my own there's not a movie about that right like there's not a movie about someone that healed themselves trying to go into all these wild places mexico the amazon finding out like these medicines or these type of waters that because it's not sexy it's not but it's, it's not CJ always, CJ is always like a, a good voice of reason when it comes to the 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 story of I had to figure it out on my own. Yeah. Like that CJ is like a, a proof, and so are you. And I think most of the people who are in health and wellness had to do it on their own mm -hmm. anyway. But I'll never forget CJ said something one time. I was speaking, I don't know, I think it was December, and uh, was talking. I got on my soapbox for reason. I started bashing the medical industry. I've I'm, I've come from that, so I can bash the fact that I was there and there was a physician that was sitting in front of me and she did not like what I had to say because she rose her hand, uh, raised her hand and said, it's not the doctor's fault that they don't know nutrition. They just weren't taught that. So, you know, it's, it's, you can't hold it against them. They want it. You don't think doctors want to do what's right for the patient. And CJ stands up and I, I'm going to butcher the way he said it, but he put the doctor in her place by saying, why should we glorify a system or a person who buys into a system that we know is failing us as a whole and it's your fault if you choose to buy into that system because you could easily leave and go do something else but you chose that position and it doesn't and it's not the same as it was 30 years ago the doctor now has has no ground to stand on when it comes to helping someone feel healthy because they don't know how to do it. They were not taught it. They're in a system that holds them back and they're bought by a system that basically fans their pockets with people being sick. All right. Mm -hmm. So then if you fast forward to now, I'll say something that's going to be triggering for somebody. <laughs> this American healthcare system is a failure. The healthcare model right now is broken. It's going to continue to fail the way it's going right now, and it's failed you as a person, as a listener. It's failed one of your family members. It has failed your loved one. It's going to fail many, if not hundreds of millions of other people right now, and here's why. But it's making a lot of people a lot But here's of money. the thing. If you want to say it, you go to the doctor and you take what they, what they give you with a grain of salt, literally, because here are the numbers. 
out of if you look at a business and 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 if you just analyze what's working what's not analytics are the key right this is what's working not a yeah. gut instant uh, instinct it's what are the numbers telling us one in four americans are will have heart disease in this country and probably die from it it's still the number one killer in 10 years it's going to be depression which is incredible the way things are going which is true but 360 billion dollars a year are spent on alzheimer's treatments and research with zero treatments or cures 250 billion are spent on diabetes with zero cures if you spend almost that much money on something that's failing why in the hell do we enable it? Why do we empower it? Why do we ingrain it into our taxes to where now you are forced to take this healthcare system and make it your bread and butter and your lifeline to where if I get sick in today's age, no one's going to the hospital because they know if you go to the hospital, you're going to die. The longer you stay in the hospital, the worse you're going to get. And if you don't believe me, here's another trigger. Just go look at the ventilator system in the past year. The doctors who were giving you these recommendations were taught it two years ago in either residency or taught by a pharmaceutical rep. And it's going to last as long until the next product that comes out by pharmaceutical and says this is the new thing to give them. And if you don't believe me, all that money spent on diabetes, Alzheimer's, no treatment, and yet Pfizer has made almost $25 billion this year on vaccines alone. And right now in the medical industry, the only thing they know when it comes to curing or treating any type of disease is either the vaccine has to come out that's not there yet for us or there's going to be some breakthrough in science that we're waiting for that's not here yet. It's been 40, 50 years and diabetes is still killing people. Heart disease is still killing people. Two things that could literally be prevented by watching what you eat. And if you don't believe me, look at cancer, colon cancer in China when fast food was introduced. Oh, yeah. It's gone up. I mean, I can't even tell you how much has gone up. So if you have a doctor who doesn't understand a bit about nutrition, that doesn't believe in vitamins, because we've gotten that too, all right? It's not a fucking religion. It's not a cult. It's like I believe in chiropractic. It's not a religion. It's facts. Like you want a better back? Go get adjusted. Speaking of facts, I like how you I like how you brought up what I said at at the Native Hostel. So my background is engineering. So I come from more of like if I build a bridge and it breaks and kills people, I'm done forever. Like I go to jail. If a doctor prescribes medicine and the the person keeps coming back, they're glorified. And that's the innate problem. So imagine if we had a system where the doctor got paid more every year if he didn't have a patient come back. It's funny that you guys are saying this because I was just going on a similar soapbox on my Instagram about this very thing because Blue Cross sent me a little card that said, your health is our top priority. And it fired me up so much <laughs> that I, I said, oh my God, I just, I have to say something about this because this is just so wrong. And I said, how many of you believe that your health care puts your health first? One person said yes, but they actually meant no. So nobody believed that, you know, in my my little like bubble, in my community, if you will. But I said exactly what you said. Imagine if the the sign of success was that your your patient never came back or they came back once a year to continue to optimize their health. And you know, right now doctors what have 15 minutes to see you, maybe Six. Like, you know, yeah, this is absolutely wild. <laughs> And, and, and imagine a world where other modalities of healing were covered by insurance. I don't live in that world. 
I had to pay everything out of pocket. What worked for me was not covered by insurance. And it was actually deemed so wild that I failed to meet the requirements from a legal standpoint in my jurisdiction for um, short-term disability. The insurance deemed my doctor, who's an MD, but practices differently, to be not like traditional enough. Right. So it's like these are people who are falling through the cracks of the healthcare system. And that's a whole other conversation. How unfair it is for the people who need it most, who can't afford to pay out of pocket for what, you know, for the people who are trying to actually do it properly, trying to do it right. Um, it's absolutely broken and your health is not their priority. Um, now, there are doctors who are amazing and your health might be their priority, but they're bound by the restrictions of, you know, healthcare and they can only do so much. And so student loans. And student loans, it's a broken system, you know? So, and and my job is like, hey, you know, I see all these people falling through the cracks and there's people with tick-borne illness. To me, that really gets to me. People with tick-borne illness are the most amount of debt and they're having to pay, their entire life they'll be in debt because they're not acknowledged as, you know, a reasonable, for whatever reason, right? Because, and it's absolutely wild to me and everything is out of pocket. And what, so you have to be like a millionaire just to, to be bitten by that tick? Like, it doesn't make any sense. It's, it's absolutely oh, yeah. unfair. I hear that broken. with mold. I hear that with mold. Mm-hmm. I hear someone with a mold patient, I'm like, oh my God, you're taking out a second mortgage. Yes. They will literally clean their entire house and move because there was mold in there. And I get that part. But I still think like there's too many niches. We're looking at it too narrow-minded because like I'm a chiropractor and nurse practitioner. So you have to look at the innate intelligence of the body in addition to like individual symptoms. And really what we're coming down to is like it's all mitochondrial and hormonal dysfunction and nutritional deficiencies. Like any of those mixing with genetics and you have a recipe for disaster. doesn't mean it's going to happen, but it would explain a lot more. And so it's a broader picture. Whenever someone just focuses on one thing, you can't tell me that like just the thyroid's off or just the gut is off. If the gut's off, everything's off. Think about the common sense in this. Everyone's walking around with this antiseptic, right, which will kill everything except the thing it's trying to kill, right? It's funny. Soap actually kills bacteria and viruses way better than antiseptic, just, and that's still the standard today. Anyway, whenever you <laughs> do true. an antiseptic, okay, which is like you know the alcohol cleaning, right, you're wiping out everything that you come in contact with. Well, here's a news flash. We have bacteria and viruses already in our body. You can make the case we already have parasites in our body. We have mold in our body. We have all those things already here. Why is it that I don't die or get really sick because I have bacteria or viruses in my body? It's because your body was designed for it. It's something called your microbiome or your flora. Your probiotics that you take are basically good bacteria. When you take an antibiotic, you wipe out all the bacteria, not just the good bacteria and the bad, everything. Whenever you take medications, you had a history of uh, sinus infections, ear infections, which everyone drank that purple and the pink medication, the amoxicillin, right? You still remember it tastes like cotton candy. You tore up your gut. You tore up your gut and you wiped out your communicational motherboard that connects with the brain. That's the whole reason. The gut is there just from the beginning of the mouth to the anus to t- basically communicate with the brain and tell it what to do. It makes all your neurotransmitters. It basically is an assembly line for your absorption of all your nutrients. When you take medications, you impede that absorption and the breakdown of food in there. And every time that you do an antiseptic, you wipe away some of that bacteria and the viruses you already needed. The only reason you eat food is because you're trying to get the bacteria and viruses out of the soil because we're mirrors. We're a product of our environment. We're only eating what's designed for us in nature because someone told us that's what we needed to live. Iron, magnesium, zinc, selenium, copper, 
All that stuff comes in the ground, and apparently all that shit's so depleted that we can't get that anymore. So guess what? When they invented breakfast, the <laughs> cereals invented breakfast, they invented fortified breakfast because guess what? There's no nutrients in fucking oats, right? There's no nutrients in rice flour. There's no nutrients in corn. So they said, oh, guess what? Pellegra is developing B3 deficiency. Remember rickets and scurvy and all that stuff? That was real. So they basically had to put nutrients in there to basically give you something you're not missing. So they're essentially giving you supplements. So every time you eat Frosted Flakes, it's fortified with minerals. It's basically you're eating crap mixed in with some crappy supplements. And that's the, your start of your day. Yeah. It's wild. And wash it down with some orange juice and some cow milk that you were not designed for to begin with. Oh, milk is not. <laughs> right? I, I, I completely agree with you. But this is what we were taught. I mean, 60 years ago, there was a doctor in a white coat handing you a cigarette in the office saying, hey, doctors prefer camels. <laughs> and I mean, there was and that was like the cutest cartoon, too, right? Like the camel, too. Yeah, there was cocaine yeah. and Coca-Cola. Yeah. Morphine was like almost over the counter. Yeah. I mean, at one point, LSD was a legal drug for the sole purpose of treating depression and anxiety. And all of a sudden, that got pushed the wayside because Hoffman started using it. And all of a sudden, you start having these psychedelic trips. And then Prozac and Zoloft and Wellbutrin and all those crappy medications came into play. And if people still don't believe that their doctor has their best interests at heart, think about this. Every time you put on an antidepressant, an SSRI or a tricyclic uh, acid, you have a 50% increase of Alzheimer's and developing cognitive decline the longer you stay on antidepressants. I could not tell you how many doctors prescribe antidepressants because they think depression's separate from their Alzheimer's. Yeah. Or you can just take some bliss. It's ridiculous. <laughs> or you go want, outside. Anyway. You could go outside yeah. for crying yeah. out loud. And what did they tell people the last year? You had the top doctors, and I say in quotations because they're idiots, these top doctors that are bought literally are saying, what's the one thing that we can keep people away from? The most powerful, beautiful way to make your body healthy. The sun. If they could block the sun, they would. They didn't. Not like Mr. Burns did. They basically said, go inside and not go outside and go get sunlight. Yeah. Uh, this is totally off topic, but sort of related. I was reading, I ran into this article yesterday about uh, sun gazing because it's so powerful, right? Mm -hmm. And that the, how that could be a key to, to levitation, which is something that him and I have been working on ourselves is how to levitate. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we didn't levitate. That's not, that's not even a question. That that's quantum awesome. physics. We're talking yeah. quantum physics, yeah, which now, it's funny because Einstein, we celebrated his uh, 100th year of him winning the first Nobel Prize in physics. It was earlier last week. Einstein was always considered nuts, like always went against the grain and then started developing theories that people still to this day are debating, right? Yeah. But the most proven form of science to this day is quantum physics, which talks about level consciousness and frequency and vibration, which is incredible because doctors don't think of it that way. They think of it as like as voodoo shit, yeah. right? But I'm like, come on, man. Imagine you take a plant and you just blast it full of the most negative songs and music you could imagine. That plant's going to die in a day. Oh, yeah. But if you talk nicely to it and give it positive vibrations and good energy, it thrives. I mean, what are people doing all day by watching TV, watching crappy social media, and not getting sunlight, eating processed foods? I mean, it should have been outlawed to have fast food at the beginning of the pandemic. And I guarantee you, we would have saved billions of dollars and saved thousands of lives. Yeah. You can't blame the president on that one. You can blame the idea that the corporations are the ones paying the politicians to shut the F up. Yeah. So – 
one of the most interesting things I've seen <laughs> when that when it all started was the was the liquor stores. Yeah. yeah. What is the real reason? Because people on social media will be like, oh, we can't clo- we couldn't close them because people have addictions. And I'm like, okay, cool. Have them go through withdrawal and like get literally over get over it. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, because I, I traveled in South Africa for the New Year's and that was one of the things they did. They banned alcohol sales across the board because it lowers immunity. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. That was an easy like they would that would that decision would have not happened here because they were because of fear. I literally can't could not understand it. Like, well, yeah, sorry, it just no. yeah, they absolutely. I was talking to having this exact conversation with my husband on a walk, and we were talking about we're going to visit his family in the UK, and he was like, you know, I am I allowed to touch on the vaccine? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so, so I don't know. This is a bit, it can be polarizing. Um, I, I, I don't talk about it a lot, but here's, it's the same thing. And he said to me, don't you feel a sense of social obligation to get it? Because I said, I'm not going to get it. Um, and he said, don't you feel a sense of social obligation? And I went on this huge rant about what do you mean social obligation? Well, you know, what about other people? Like we've created this option to like protect society. And I said, you know, well, if, if the government actually cared about society, they'd be focusing on all the things that you just said right here. We would be not allowing people to have fast food. We would be giving out and educating people on nutrition and supplementation. And we would be covering these functional medicine tests to ensure that their guts are working, you know, and I went on this long rant about how like, is that is the responsibility, not this reactive whatever um but it's funny because well it's not funny but there's this whole talk about the restrictions you know like not being able to travel without it and it's a really scary time for me because it's like am I not going to be allowed to see my family like have we come to this point where like you're trying to control us so much like you can't strip it back and view it exactly like you said like we know what's causing this problem why is it not addressed here at all yeah well the thing is it a lot of it just doesn't make any sense right like we be running a nutrition company like we used to have like this vials that we put a bunch of different things in your in your bag because mm-hmm. she's getting an iv and uh, we decided like well, why don't we combine like four of the things that we all that we use all the time into one little vial and sell that to people and we did we started doing that it was great and then all of a sudden they shut us down and, and there was this whole idea that like well you didn't go through this like whole seven year process and like of, of confirming that it works properly and that it's shelf stable and blah 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 and like so many different things and it's like but it's four things that we already do. We're just putting them together to make it easier to draw off of one vial, make it easier for everyone and sell it to other people so that way they can also do it. And the same response. It's like, no, it's just, it has to go through this whole process. And all of a sudden this vaccine gets done like in three months. It's like, what happened? Like, and you invented something for it. So it's not like it was but like B12 it or B6. It's not. That's what it's I wanted not. to ask I'll you. tell you the facts right now. Okay. <laughs> so it's an mRNA. All right. These are facts. This is science. Okay. Science says mRNA is something similar to gene splicing, okay? So if you remember your DNA, it's a helix, okay? It's like an X. If you were to remove one of those Xs and you have just half the DNA helix, the double helix strand, just now it's one helix, mRNA takes a photograph of that one part of the DNA helix and then it makes a copy to basically complete the double helix again. Think of Jurassic Park. When they talk about they filled in the gaps in the DNA chain with frog DNA, okay? That's essentially what they're doing. They're just making a duplicate of whatever DNA they had to base off of. So they usually do that in oncology. They've never done that in the history of vaccinations. This is not a typical therapy for vaccines. Usually vaccines are live or attenuated. They're live or dead. And what you look at now is look at Jurassic Park. Those creatures evolved 
and they couldn't tell the gender. They didn't know how aggressive they were. Those vaccines are being injected with things that we don't know what's going to happen to our body and to us. And long term, the biggest things I've heard are autoimmune disorders, infertility, and then change of gender. Yeah. Okay. So you tell me how I expect that thing's not going to evolve and mutate in our body because everything we've ever known, bacteria, viruses thrive and want to live. So when you inject that into your body, I don't know the long-term repercussions. In fact, there's a few people in the media who've also said that on tape, and people still don't think of anything of it. I mean, the head of one of the biggest, if not the biggest, social media platforms said on video, we don't know what long-term repercussions are from this. So we have to be careful about how we basically spread information that's correct on the media and keep misinformation from being out there. This is real information. Now take it a step further. So SARS-2 is the virus. COVID-19 are these symptoms. The quote-unquote vaccine will prevent you from getting really bad symptoms possibly of COVID-19. It will not prevent you from getting SARS-2. So in that sense, it is not a vaccine. It's essentially like the flu shot, which the flu will not keep you from getting the flu at, at all. It keeps you from getting really bad symptoms. So that's what everyone's succumbing to basically say, well, if I'm going to travel and I want to see my family, I mean, if I'm going to get it, it won't be that bad if I get this thing. I get that part. But here's the other facts. There's plenty of proven therapies that work. I can't tell you how many nurses I've talked to that work in the ICU, in the ER, and they've said exactly it. I had a nurse come here last week, traveling nurse for 15 years, ICU nurse for 15 years, sitting there saying, I don't have antibodies. I'm not going to get this. Why? She goes, I take my vitamins. I mean, music to my, why she's getting an IV. And when she's sitting there telling me all the facts and everything that we have access to, we can prescribe, will help people. What you look at is saying, why in the world would they suppress this information from us? Why in the world would they want to do that? Share is there price. any political gain from this? Is there any financial gain from this? Look at this. Idols of March was just this past week. Julius Caesar got stabbed by his own brethren, right? In the back, assassinated, like wasn't it before, right after he saw the Senate? Like literally said, uh-uh, boom, right? Easter's coming up, right? Jesus was betrayed. And stoned to death for what he proclaimed. So when you talk about it, people don't like the truth. Imagine if we really knew the truth about JFK and what happened there. People would flip out. 9-11, the same thing. It's all triggers. The Catholic Church. It's very powerful financially, right? There's a reason why power corrupts absolutely. And the people who are in play right now are pharma. And they are controlling everything that's going on to a certain extent. And I could say right now... Every single dollar that you've ever seen coming from them or the pharmaceutical or big ag, all of it are promoting the idea that they want you sick. Because then if you're sick, you can't think for yourself. You'll eat whatever they tell you. You'll take whatever you want. I mean literally, you will take a jab in the arm with something that's never been developed. Science. Most drugs take seven to ten years to get even considered to be yeah. released to the market. It took seven months, and there's no official – FDA-approved COVID-19 vaccine on the market. That's facts. It's everything's EUA, emergency authorized use, right? So when you talk about that, people won't care about it because they it doesn't matter to them. But I can travel. I can travel. <laughs> That's all they hear. How does it affect me? Uh, so I want to get back to your social point. This is how I flipped it on people. So if you cared about me, 
you would allow me to care about what I actually put in my body. And once you say that to them, it's like a it's like a mind fuck to them because they're just like, if I care about you, I'm like, I'm not telling you what to put or not put in your body, but you're telling me what to put on. So that means you don't care about me because like maybe I have some something that I'm not I'm not going to disclose to you, but this could harm that. And also, like, I want to have kids in the long run. So does me and my wife. Right. So I don't know if this thing is going to affect that. That's my choice. Right. So now you're telling me that this could potentially affect me not having kids. A hundred percent. You're not caring about me. So then as soon as you flip that lens, it's just like, oh, like this is a way trickier thing to that person with the socially acceptance thing because you're telling me what to put in my body. Yeah. And on top of that, if something were to happen, no one's going to be held liable for it. The (sighs) doctor won't be. The pharmaceutical industry you won't right, be. Right, your rights are taken away. There was a pharmaceutical yeah. industry, I think they were J&J, that wanted Brazil, the yeah. nation of Brazil, to accept all liability for any of the vaccines they were about to distribute to the entire country. Brazil said no. I mean, think about that. You will accept repercussions and liability for anything. Like, we didn't develop this. Like, I'm not going to take responsibility for but this. But the majority of countries said yes. But the majority of countries said yes out of fear of – Causing this major disruption of what? I don't understand. I mean, if we put the focal point, functional medicine, it's funny because I don't, I don't really search for that anymore because they're bullshit to begin with, right? Most of the people who bash all this stuff, whether it's Snoops or, or whether it's Quack Watch or whatever it is, they were put in place and they were paid. They were paid to do all that shit. Come at me. Tell me I'm wrong because the sugar industry years ago said heart disease was caused by cholesterol, and they made the whole egg industry go on its backbone because they said, Ep, you're causing all the plaque build that's causing heart disease. Guess what? They lied to us. They straight up lied to us, and if you don't think the medical industry is lying to us, this because the Tuskegee experiments with all the African-Americans and syphilis. You are going through the clinical trial right now because, like I said, there's no approved vaccine, which means you are the guinea pig. Yep. You are the guinea pig right now. So good luck with that. 100%. That's what I always say. I will not be the guinea pig for this. And I'm also, mind you, I'm nursing. Yeah. And I've been told, oh, yeah, yeah, it's fine. During pregnancy. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's fine. And I'm seeing people that I know who are pregnant and or nursing doing it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. But it's your it's, choice. But it's my choice. And there's but the thing is, like, this is just an example for everything. There's no liability in any sense of the word. Like, I'm seeing so many people who have so many symptoms and repercussions from all the drugs that they were put on, but there's no liability there. There's never liability. No, you know, of course This not. is just one of many, 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 many examples yep. of your health not being put first. Um, and like I say to people, if you don't do this for yourself, nobody else will. Nobody else is going to think for you. Nobody else is going to seek out this information for you. You have to constantly fight for it. And that's just the way that it is. Like, and uh, until the system changes, which won't happen anytime soon, this is how you have to be if you want to feel good. So, Unfortunately, you know. to me, it seems like it just doesn't follow true science because like true science is you can, you can prove something undeniably false. So, like, a good an- example when I explain to people is, like, okay, I have my phone in my hand right now. I know that if I say this will not fall out of my hands, okay, it fell out of my hands. Therefore, there is gravity because I proved yep. that it couldn't stay in the air. So, That's there's a gravity. science research right there. But we don't prove, like you just said, with your nursing. We can't scientifically prove it false that you'll have no repercussions. So, therefore, it should be up to your choice. Like, that's the easiest way that I look at things. Yeah, but see, pharma thinks of this way. They're like, because we can't prove 100% that you're going to have repercussions, we're going to deem it 100% effective, which means that, yeah, I mean, if it does happen, it's just 
an outlier. There's no causation. There's no correlation, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is incredible. And people accept that as blind faith. And I look at it this. Medication errors are common. I had a doctor, a friend of mine, told me, he says, you're going to make two errors out of every 50 attempts for whatever it is. Just make sure they're minimum. And I mean, I guess that's one way to look in life. You're going to make errors, right? But I think some of like the third or fourth leading cause of all deaths in the country are medicational errors. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Like you can go just go die from a surgery. It's like, well, that happened. Exploratory surgery. You know, it's crazy. Exploratory surgery is a real thing. And that gets coverage for insurance. That's bullshit, right? It's such well- bullshit. It's such bullshit. I mean, it's it's wild. You are just preaching to the choir. It's, yeah. it's absolutely wild. But but that's why people's uh, or people's thyroids get taken out at like twenty four before they try anything else because then it's going to put you on thyroid medication and then you're just, you, ha- you have your thyroid then, still right and then you're in the system. I I had radioactive. So this is what happened to me. So I had the thyroid. I was undiagnosed for a year. Um, they tried. They said it was anxiety, depression, blah, 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 all these things. And then initially in 2012, I was in college at UT here. And then um, they said, you have two weeks to decide between surgery and radioactive iodine. Um, and I said, well, I want to go back to school. So I guess I'll just get radioactive iodine. And they were like, great. Okay, here you go. And I was, what, 20 at the time? So it was like I was not who I am today. And I just assumed that they had my best interest at heart. I got the radioactive iodine. That was a bummer and the way that I felt afterwards and it's taken a long, you know, it's been a long road to recovery, but I was never given any other options. But that, that is the case always. You're never given any other options, which is why I say like you have to think for yourself and do your own research. You know your body best. If something doesn't feel right, then it's not right, right? Like, yeah. and but that, w- when you're young or maybe you've not been exposed to these ideas before, you just go with it, right? You say, well, the doctor knows best. They're a specialist. Like they do this all the time. Super easy take this pill what everyone else is in a hazmat suit but i'll just put it in my body that feels right that's how it went down and then i was like i'm radioactive so i had to like quarantine i couldn't touch anyone but it's gonna make me feel good um you know that wasn't the case in the end um so i have to take drugs now i have to take thyroid medication for the rest of my life um i don't have a thyroid function anymore i have the thyroid it doesn't really work um but they zapped it they zapped it they zapped it, and I, I take two different kinds of medication because I I need a very strong dosage at this point, you know, as, as, if, as if I didn't have a thyroid. Oh, yeah. I had a lady, she's, I think she was mid-30s. She'd had two kids. The third attempt was always a miscarriage. Like, she just kept having it. They, they diagnosed her with nodules on her thyroid. They took her thyroid out, did a thyroidectomy. Then they put her on thyroid meds for the first time. They put on Synthroid afterwards. They didn't even try the medication beforehand. They said, you got nodules. They said, your thyroid's dead. We need to get it out of there. So they took it out like an appendix. And on a side note, I'm hearing people are born without oh, appendix anymore now. Yeah. Just on a side note. Evolution. They're not that being born so with cool. uh, appendix anymore. People are nowadays. But go back to the thyroid thing. She finally was able to have her third kid. Because whenever like she came to us, she was like, I don't know what's going on. I can't go to term. Let's look at thyroid. Where there's a direct correlation between the thyroid and when you get pregnant. And so we said, well, if we can control the thyroid, maybe you'll bring the term. Like you'll come to term. And it happened. Like that was it. And imagine if you go to the OBGYN and you say, hey, you need to fix the thyroid. That way she can actually stay pregnant. They would be like, I'm going to send you to endocrinology. It's, it's <laughs> fun. You know, this is exactly why I stopped working with an OBGYN when I, so I got pregnant and I, as I always do, I use myself as like my own science experiment. So I went to my OBGYN and I said like, okay, I'm pregnant. I, 
I got pregnant on my first try. I did all the things to optimize my health. None of the traditional things. Got pregnant right away. Had a perfect pregnancy, minus being very nauseous. Um, and I tried to deliver outside of the hospital. Ended up having to go in. But um, I worked with fun my functional medicine doctor. I went to the ob gin just to see what would it be like. First of all, we did not discuss any um, supplementation, which I'd been doing in advance for that year. I supplemented as if I were pregnant. She also did not check my thyroid at any point. I stopped seeing her in the second, knowing that I had Graves' disease, knowing that I that it's so incredibly important. Like, what could be more important? Um, no, nothing. She just checked my vital signs and said everything was fine, you know, and that was it. And so anyways, I was like, well, I'm obviously firing you because you actually don't even know what you're talking about. Like, how could you not do this? Like, it just, and you know, she's super qualified, right? She's gone to a lot of school. So I ended up working with my functional MD and midwives outside of the hospital, which was an incredible experience and such an awesome pregnancy. Um, but I, I, it's the same thing with people who are constantly losing pre pregnancies or on IVF journey. I had a friend who um, had breast cancer, had to do IVF um, before chemo. They had three embryos, lost two of them. And I said, out of curiosity, you know, those people you're spending a million dollars with, did they check your thyroid? She said, no. They said it's unrelated. Yep. And you just – and it's always so sensitive, that topic as well. And so you can't come in and act like you know everything. But at a minimum, these questions should be asked. And this is why I don't trust the system because I know better. But it's very sad. <laughs> well, I don't trust the system because I worked on in the system. Exactly. Now, here's the latest thing to happen. Testosterone in women. So – over a course of a lifetime, you have hormone deficiencies. Like usually adrenals will probably be the first thing to go. But what also happens is your testosterone or sex hormones start decreasing. So as a guy, my testosterone goes down. A woman's estrogen goes down too. We accept menopause like it's the inevitable thing. But I haven't seen that in some women, even in their 50s. So I believe that we could extend the idea that we don't have to have menopause or menopause, whatever you want to call it too. So anyway, so women get tested for testosterone. And a company a couple years ago, I will not mention by name, but they came up with the idea of these things called pellets. And what they do is they inject pellets into a female or a male, and it's dosed, uh, usually testosterone or estrogen, and it's basically spread throughout the course of four months. So women would go into the doctor's office and say, I don't have a sex drive. I'm tired all the time. They would look and say, oh, out of all the hormones we've noticed, your estrogen is low, but so is your testosterone. Well, did you know you make testosterone? And just like a, a woman who takes estrogen, you might have to take testosterone because you might need to replace that. So now they're putting pellets of testosterone in all these women throughout the country, and it I don't know if it's helping them. I think it's causing more damage because on the flip side, high testosterone is usually linked to PCOS or at least found in PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is essentially a cystic ovary that just bursts. And it won't produce hormones. And it's incredible because PCOS is very much a real issue amongst women who have fertility issues and women who are basically a, a fatty lifestyle, like a fatty liver lifestyle, and then people who are stressed all the time. So PCOS, endometriosis are usually lifestyle issues. And the idea that we're injecting women with testosterone, we plug them up full of uh, synthetic GMO estrogen. And then we either remove their ovaries or their uterus at the sign of anything going on. I mean, you got something wrong with thyroid, take it out. You got something wrong with your gut, let's take it out. You got something wrong with your, uh, with your ovaries, let's take it out. And then the regulations say you cannot give a woman estrogen for more than five years after menopause. You cannot give a woman 
progesterone if they've had a total hysterectomy. These regulations are coming from gentlemen who are not in the position to tell a woman what to do with her body. And yet every single time there's an FDA medical device for women, it scars their uterus, it scars their fallopian tubes, and then guess what? All these women are left with nothing. And there's no repercussions. There's no reparations. They're just silenced. And they look like they're idiots because people are like, oh, whatever. And it's just it's, – it's incredible because when you talk about taking power of your own self, if you don't, you're going to get pushed and fall through the cracks. And all of a sudden, you're stuck and prodded with all these things. And you're like, I don't know. My doctor just told me I needed this stuff. I mean the severity of it is most people don't want to go through that. They're lazy. They're apathetic. They want to believe in the goodwill of people that politicians are still speaking up on the voice of the people and that voter fraud is just a thing that, uh, that people make up. I hate to tell you this, but you have to basically question authority. It's science. <laughs> science is trying to disprove that CJ says, well, you know what? It's sunny outside today. It's like, nah, I don't think it's sunny. I think the moon is just sleeping right now. We're not ready yet. Like, <laughs> Yeah, we're just on the other side of the world. That's the world prove. we live just in right world, now. Yeah. No, I don't th it's flat. How is, how is it even possible, right? We're yeah. living in a flat earth. So I look at when you question authority, it's in your God-given right. You should. You should not accept. I mean, think about it. If you had a mechanic that said, hey, it's going to be $20,000 worth of work, you're like, bullshit, I don't trust this guy. I'm going to get a second opinion. Exactly. No one will bat an eye. No one will bat an eye. But the second you go to a doctor, you're like, well, I don't know. I just don't feel right. So why'd you go with the surgery? I don't know. We just so to the surgery, so like I had my appendix out. Like it was like bursting. Yeah, I got mine, mine burst. Yeah, yeah. And when we were there, they couldn't – like because it was like leaking. So they had to put this liquid in me and they had to check. Then they're like, your gallbladder is also inflamed. Do you want us to take that out too? <laughs> oh, yeah, I that. said no. I already knew to, to, to say no. Luckily, like my, my uh, Aaron was there and my mom was there. But the fact that they even asked me without even like – you know what? Maybe we should. We're gonna take your appendix out because it's gonna burst. But you need to look into what's going on with your goal. Yeah, there's light. no test. It's run no like. Yeah. It's just like, hey, we're, we're in already there. in there. Let's just take it out. It's like the and mechanic. A, that was, like, was, what else can we take out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What else can we do? Because they can. It's a price tag on it. There's a price tag on that gallbladder to take it out of me. Oh yeah. And they're they're they've been brainwashed. <laughs> and again, going back to the logical standpoint, like it's. I always look for the root cause of all this entire discussion it's just like well if you set the system where people are going up to school where they're not learning the right thing and then they're put on put under pressure to pay back debt it's Maslow's hierarchy of needs are they going to care more about you or more about their debt they're going to care more about the yeah. debt as long even if they say that I care about you, the debt is on their mind. Yeah. Like if you're oh, a yeah. doctor yeah. And, and if you're a practice. And I don't think they're making decisions, Like, and I, I'll just preface this, I don't think they're making decisions based off the idea like I'm going to get paid more to pay off debt it, if yeah. I take his gall about it. What's happening it's is that they're in a system to where they don't speak up because they're just like, I don't want to disrupt the symptom. I'm already in here. Like, you know, I'm just going to go along with the hospitals will come in here and said this. They developed something called the fifth vital sign. It's pain. So if you're in a hospital for the last 15 years, they said treat their pain like that is the number one thing they're coming in from. And it's a smiley face. It's system. a smiley face. This is how you measure the scientific <laughs> community came up with this idea of a happy face, a borderline a face, emoji. It was emojis. and a frown face. Yeah. Where's your pain at in the scale? I'm here at frown. Give me some morphine. 
Okay, he said the magic word. He's unhappy. Let's give him pain pills. And so when you look at it, they said the the client experience is the customer experience. They could choose any other hospital in the county. They chose us because we take care of them. We give them pain meds and dope them up. And it's incredible because there's no real valid discussion on this. It's subjective information. If you say the, the, the day sucks today, I'm going to say that's your opinion. That's all. It. Pain is an opinion. Your pain's different than my pain. And if literally that's what we're going off of for science, that's the whole medical community and why we had an opioid crisis we just came out of, that we'd literally put people into addiction. Yep. I mean, I'll be the first to admit it. I helped contribute to that because I was prescribing things that was not going to be beneficial. Just like whenever an OBGYN prescribes birth control, are they thinking about, I'm about to screw up this woman's life? No, they don't think that. So what's incredible about it is wrapping it back up to what you do. There's always going to be a position for people who care about other people's health. Yep. If the people don't care about their own health enough to do something about it, you will always have a job, which means you will be the voice of reason for these people who are lost. And quite frankly, it's a necessity. We need more faiths. We need more people like CJ standing up and speaking out because eventually it's going to resonate with someone. Somebody heard this podcast today and some of them were preaching in the choir. Other people said, you know what, mom, you need to listen to this because this is what I've been telling you all along. And maybe you change the mindset for just one person. And it's a lot of effort just to do that, but it's a ripple effect. That's what we're trying to create here. So I applaud your efforts and everything you're doing. It sounds like hopefully you'll be doing this for a long time. I hope so. Yeah. Right? Saving a lot of people and helping a lot of people. It's really, really fun. Honestly, it's so gratifying and I could talk about it for ages and it's always going to be important. Like you said, yeah. right? The system, it's not going to change. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to change. Well, it's, 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 a, we have to create a new system. We do. Just, it's just a different game that we have to play as all. And you, and you have to, the thing is like, they're always trying to hide the evidence, the truth, right? And in order to change your belief system, you need to show yourself that there's evidence of something else that exists. And the media is always trying to hide that. And yeah. so that's what I want to do, and that's what we do. You go out there and you you give people the evidence, and they can construct a new belief system. And when they believe in it, they're open to it, and, and their reality is in line with this journey of healing that is possible for them. Um, but that is the opposite of the belief system that we've constructed from like the medical community and just what we learn in school and what's in the media. So that's really what it comes down to. Um, and that and that's probably the hardest thing you can do as a human being is to kind of construct a new reality for yourself based off your beliefs um and it comes back down to this the evidence the science and putting it out there so um it's so fun to be able to do that and talk about it and and put that in front of people yeah well thank you for doing what you do uh we really appreciate it how how would people find you they can find me on instagram i'm that healing feeling um my website's linked there if they want to contact me directly as well awesome well thank you faith for joining us thank Thanks you so much thank me. you cj this podcast is produced by Flabs to Fitness, Inc. Flabs to Fitness is an online wellness company that specializes in mindful eating, personalized workout programs, and offers a subscription workout program for 20-minute workouts you can do anywhere. We also have a brand new online workout community called Online Workout Badasses, where we have three donation-based Zoom workout classes a week and an amazing community of people who are all working to be healthier together. Please join below in the show notes. It's also a social media content firm for creation and scheduling of content and engagement with your fans on a variety of platforms, including this podcast. Find out more about Flabs to Fitness at www.flabstofitness.com.